first podcast of the new year. Of the new year. Of the new year. Of this will be. Year. This yes. is your. Hopefully, this is the first podcast you've listened to in the new year. No other podcast you've listened to yet. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. And we got lots to discuss uh, with the uh, New Year. It's the end of the last year, so we're gonna at the end of this episode talk about our favorite movies of the year. So and TV shows. And TV shows. Yes, we're gonna talk both. Uh, we got some box office stuff, some news first that we're gonna hit, and a couple reviews. But Brett. Why don't you hit it? Because we have no trailers this week. Nothing came out trailer-wise. That we <laughs> um, please hold while I pull it up. That's fine. Oh, did 2019? Didn't mean to. <laughs> you doing nope. great, sweetie. Did top box office. We should we should hit on that too while we're. Oh God. I think hit on what? The the top box, box office, office of the year. Oh, uh, yeah. So if you want to pull up just the weekend, I can pull up the... I, I, uh, I did pull up just the weekend. Oh, okay. And I did pull up just the weekend. Daniel, do worldwide and I'll pull up domestic. I can, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Of Brett's box office rankings. All right. At number one, the obvious one, uh, Star Wars uh, Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker with $72.4 million. Shocking. Uh, Jumanji, uh, next level, number two. That one's also shocking. Uh, Frozen 2, number three. Um, Little Women at number four. And Spies in Disguise at number five. It's very good for Little Women. Which, yeah, they both, both Little Women and uh, Spies in Disguise open uh, above mm -hmm. uh, studio expectations. So that's really good news for both of them. And then there's another big news in that top well, ten. It isn't in the top five. Uncut Gems is another big one. That was their biggest opening. Opening for, for A24. A24. And, and that's what number? It's number, what is it? Seven. 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 But another one was had some stuff, I think, with his Knives Out, which Knives I think Out crossed. Knives Out crossed $100 which yeah. is very good for an original movie. Mm -hmm. So props. I think a lot that. of, I think we've been having a lot of success with original movies this year. I feel like there's I been a like lot of. I feel like there's been a, a more than other years, for sure. Especially, yeah. I think we just had a really good year of like, uh, like original movies, mm -hmm. from what I can tell. Yeah. Um, having said that, we're gonna take a look at the full year box office uh, domestic domestically first. Is, yeah. So I'll start from ten and we'll go up. You'll notice a trend as I think we already kind of hit on this before. Number ten is it chapter two. It made two hundred and eleven million five hundred ninety three thousand two hundred twenty eight dollars as of the year. I don't. I think it's out of theaters now. Yeah. Uh, Joker. Is number nine. It made three hundred and thirty-three million four hundred ninety-four thousand and two dollars. Number eight is Aladdin. Uh, it's made three hundred fifty-five million five hundred fifty-nine thousand and two hundred sixteen dollars. Now here's where it, something might change here. Right now, Star Wars Episode Nine is number seven, but it is just fresh in the box office, so it might bump up at least one or maybe two on here. Um, <laughs> but it made three hundred sixty-two mil as of right now. $186,406. Uh, number six is Spider-Man Far From Home. It made $390,532,085. Number five is Frozen 2. $421,682,862. Number four is Captain Marvel. $426,829,839. Toy Story 4 is number three. $434,038,008. Number two is The Lion King at 543 mil 638 thousand 
and $43. And number one, with no one, surprising no one, is Avengers Endgame with a huge $858,373,000. There's about, what, like almost 300,000 difference there? Just about? Or 300 million difference between the one and two uh, in domestic. Also, uh, seven of these are Disney movies. I was going to say. Spider-Man is Sony's release technically, but there was Disney involvement. While the other two are Warner Brothers, which Joker and It, the two clown movies, have made it in. <laughs> um, th- having said that, I will put in 11 here for Jumanji Next Level. It's currently 175 mil. If anything, it could it could outgross It because it's still in theaters and the first one did very well. It had a lot of legs. It had a lot of, so, had a lot of traction. Yeah. So it could jump into the top 10. Um, so as of right now, as of recording, which is the 30th, this is the box office numbers for Domestic. And Daniel, I think you have okay, our worldwide. And I have our worldwide rankings, which are also subject to change because in number ten we have Star Wars Episode Nine mm-hmm. with seven hundred and twenty-five million. I'm just gonna say like the first few numbers. Okay. Um, number Ooh. nine, which didn't make it to the domestic one, is Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. No surprise there, because that movie, those movies are have a lot of international box office, and mm-hmm. that has seven hundred and fifty-eight million. And then in number eight, we enter the billions. In number eight, we have Aladdin with like one and a half billion. Mm-hmm. Number seven, we have Joker, which is the first R-rated movie, right, to cross a billion. Yes, yes. So it made uh, 1.6 billion. Mm-hmm. And then, or 1.06, I should say. And then number six, we have Toy Story 4 with 1.07. Number five, Captain Marvel with 1.1 billion, 1.12. Number four, Spider-Man Far Far From Home with 1.13. Number three, Frozen 2 with 1.22. And something happened here. Wow, Daniel. Sorry. Number two is Lion King with 1.65. And then number one is Avengers Endgame. Surprising. 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 With... um, over two billion. It's not. I can't see the full number, but it is now also the highest grossing movie of all time. Yes. So, um, yeah. So at most, more than, very close to list for very, domestic worldwide. Yeah. There's only a couple like differences, uh, differences yeah. there. Like Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Or no, it wasn't the never mind. Yeah. A couple like swap places, like the fact that Fast and Furious is on that list. Um, anything surprise you guys from either of these lists that are in the top ten? Anything kind of. I have one for me, honestly, which is I think Joker is the most surprising. Joker was su- is very surprising. Just the amount of success yeah. it had. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I thought it would. I thought it would do well, but I didn't think it was gonna like hit the huge number that it did worldwide. Yeah. At least like it grossed over a billion worldwide, which is and insane. I mean domestically it was what three hundred million. Mm-hmm. So it made over seven hundred million worldwide. That's yeah. great. Yeah, That's, those are really big numbers for mm-hmm. an R-rated movie. For an R-rated movie, I, that, yeah, yeah. I thought you guys were gonna say Aladdin. <laughs> no. Well, because that was well, shocked me. Because, well, it, it wasn't a great movie, but it is a based on a popular a thing. property. So, yeah. Lion King was number two, which I mean, not shocked, but still like considering how, because it wasn't that well received by critics, and I feel like most audiences were like kind of indifferent towards it. So I think audiences were more forgiving of it than the critics. A little were. more, yeah. I'd say they're a little more forgiving. There was some like I was, you know, we had some. On the podcast and outside of here, a lot of people had some uh, some issues with it. Just, but it's still 
you know, it's the Lion King, it's Disney, so you know it's going to still end up in there. Yeah. Also, uh, the worldwide number for Avengers Endgame is 2.7 billion. Wow. Which is, it's shy of like a little over 200 million to make it to You hear that, million. Cameron? <laughs> you better step it up with <laughs> Avatar 2 through 6. What if Avatar 2 comes out to be the best movie ever? I would be shocked if the, be shocked the Avatar like uh, uh, fandom was like, this is it, this is it. <laughs> There's a fandom? Somewhere. Kind it's of. okay. Um, and I'm trying to, look, I'm looking through here to see if there's any other, like, just in the top 20 um, from this year. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 18th in domestic. Uh, Fast and Furious, just for domestic numbers, it's number 13, didn't quite hit it. Us is number 12. Uh, out of this whole list, I believe that's the first movie that is the a totally original movie through all these films. Which one? Us, which Us. is number 12. That's uh -huh. the highest original film on this list, I believe. And where's Knives Out ranking right now? Knives Out currently is 25, 25th. Right now it's ah, at... Ah, below Godzilla! Below Godzilla, which it's probably going to outgrow Godzilla. Oh. <laughs> um... Let's see what... I'm going to look at the bottom of the list. What was, we had a lot of losers this year, I think. Well, one of the biggest losers, to oh. no one's surprise, uh, is wow, Cats. Cats, yeah. Well, these are you very small cat. movies. I probably did pass Cats. Cats. They, they released like a news story that Universal is expected to lose over $100 million yes. when all is said and done with that movie, so... Yikes. Big yikes for that yikes, one. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Um, I want to see... Playmobil the movie is probably going to be the worst. Uh, oh, yeah, that opened abysmally. It is the 247th movie of the year domestically. It's barely made a mil. Jesus. Barely crossed a million. That's probably going to be the biggest failure of the year. Cats at least made... It's not going to... It's going to fail. It made more... It, Cats made more money than that, at least. And then I think there was a couple others this year that didn't do so well, but I, I don't feel like digging through these numbers right now. So, um, that's... Brett's box office rankings, rankings with contributions, with contributions. By, <laughs> by everyone. By everyone. Now let's hit some news. And Dana, you, you, I want to transition from your little cats thing because I have a cats headline. Universal has pulled all cats uh, campaigning for the Oscars. They are no longer <laughs> campaigning that. that movie for an Oscar. <laughs> well, I think the only real shot it had at being nominated was for best original song mm -hmm. for the song that they wrote for the movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, not even quiet about it. <laughs> Fucking quiet. You, you didn't see what? that whole operation Sorry. I had going. Um, it was really good. I, didn't, I barely heard it. Yeah, yeah. You know? goddamn right. But um, when they when the Academy released their short list, that song wasn't even in the short list. So I feel like after that they were just like, pull it. No, <laughs> we have no shot at anything else. So let's. Let's freaking pull it. Just, so I'm not surprised. Not so. surprised at all. Yeah. It was not surprised. <laughs> uh, let's see. So this one is interesting. So there was I saw this on Twitter. I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Variety. Came out with this list for the decade, and it, it's a very controversial thing to do, and a very opinionated thing to do. And they did the top ten most, most overrated, overrated movies of the decade. Oh, first I was. Let me tell you something. Oh, that list is pure clickbait. Oh. It is absolutely clickbait. Pure clickbait. What? But, but, <laughs> pure pure clickbait. clickbait. Because, I mean... Oh, damn it. I was about to have a good job. Art, you know, like... Tastes are subjective. Yes. And I will say that that tweet got ratioed. A lot. Yeah. 
So, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through the list. There's yeah. one I had uh, the most issue with. So I'm just gonna hit. I all have the most issue with two. But so, you know my main one. I know your main one. First off is the oh, master. Did anyone see the master? I didn't. I heard it was good though. I heard it was good. Yeah. Oh, I like Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Uh, number two on this list is my this issue. Is Paddington one. two. That's my issue too. Paddington two is a delight. I don't know why it's on here. It's... Everyone loved that movie. I don't Everyone know. loved that movie, and you should have seen the comments in the in, on the tweet. I saw, I saw, Everyone was I like, saw the dare, most people defending. Yeah. How that dare one. you put Paddington two? Oh, I see Brett reacting and, to one. Yeah, I, that one too. Uh, Active Killing. I don't know that one. Uh, Skyfall. That was yeah. the best one. That's the best, the best one. one. That's the best. Yeah. James Bond. I haven't seen many, but that certainly is one of the best. Under the Skin. Magic okay. Mike. All right, all right. Magic Mike XL. They're correct. I was, were a lot of people raving about Magic Mike X, double X, the sequel to Magic Mike? I'm not really. Women Enough to be overrated. Uh, at Astra, I have actually, I have, I have some complaints about that one. I, and we'll get to that why later. Uh, I have big complaint with that Astra. I love that movie, and mm. I don't think that should be on here. Support the girls. I don't know that one. Inception. That's my other issue. That's a big one. I can. Yeah. I get I mean, it. I only had two. You have three. Well, I forgot mostly, that. Uh, mostly Inception. At Astra's on here, and then I didn't, I must have skipped past Skyfall because I didn't even know it was on there. <laughs> I guess I forgot about Skyfall being in that because that's how trash this list is. And Margaret, it's pure. I don't know what Margaret is from 2011. Another. It's fairly just clickbaity. Like some of these movies, like I could see that, but like some of them are definitely thrown in there just to get like visceral reactions on the internet. The most clip from <laughs> most from Paddington Two, because everyone I see talk about Paddington Two says nothing but good things, including myself, Daniel. Um, That's so a delightful movie, okay? And it's, it's so well written. It's really for a kids' movie. It's really yeah. well written. It's it's got a lot of heart, a little charm. Uh, so <laughs> take that list with a grain of salt. This is definitely someone just trying to get reactions out of people, trying to get clicks online. So I just wanted to bring that up. That bastard. Uh, Next one. Fuck uh, you, Owen Gleibelman. I have some Marvel news. I have two Marvel headlines. It's kind of been like kind of uh, slow in terms of news, like big news. But this is probably the most we've gotten recently. That uh, Deadpool 3 is confirmed. Going to be an MCU film. Going to be rated R. Uh, it's confirmed by Ryan Reynolds, so it is happening. They're in the works of it. I want to say people are thinking that's going to hit 2022. Uh, I think that's when they're trying to plan for it, at least. I think that, and from what I hear, that year is going to be huge because apparently that's going to come out. Guardians 3 is coming out that year. Black Panther 2 is coming out that year. Oh, shit. And there, was some, there was something else coming out, but it was a, it was a big year for Marvel. I think they had like three or four movies planned for the year. Wow. But... Um, it's exciting that they are going to continue Deadpool. I was they weren't sure. I wasn't sure if they were just going to throw him in one of the movies or if they were going to continue his series. But it looks like they are going to continue the Deadpool movies, which is awesome. That's so, great. Yeah. Um, the other one I saw. This is going to Sony. Spider Man most likely will be cameoing in the new Venom, or that's what people are leading to believe that he's going to show up in that to set up their Sony universe as soon as the Spider Man Disney deal is officially done with their two movies. So. <laughs> which to me I it's not surprising because it's like yeah I'm, they want to probably tie it into their own stuff too especially after the success of Venom they're going to want to continue that going um, do you guys think it's what do you guys think about him being showing up in Venom 2 though I'm for it you're for it I'm yeah, for it I mean I feel like if done if it's not like forced or anything like it, it could be really cool because would that not, be Tom Holland yes it would yeah. be Tom Holland because Sony if you think I about know, it yeah. That would be the first we see him since the events of Far From Home. Yeah. Um, 
and we're not going to get the new Spider-Man until I think 2021. I think that's when it's slated to come out. Yeah. So it's going to be definitely interesting to see where he's going to be at at this point. Like this if he's going to really, if he, it's just purely like cameo or we're going to show where, where he's, he's at in his yeah. story. You shouldn't have brought dun, these up. Dun, 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 just fuck like, it. Just, just do it. It's like operations. Uh, we should just leave these just open. Leave, I was gonna say. I'm surprised we just haven't done that yet. It's fine. Every time I have one, I always have to have we another. We have the, these butter cookies that are very tempting. So yeah, so that's that's all the Marvel <laughs> news I had. That was just quick stuff. Uh, the two other ones are not really news. They're just some things I want to add. Well, one is kind of news. First one, I'm just gonna get out of the way. I um, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, so I finally have it on. Personally, and I was able to rewatch it. Fantastic, still. But I was able to watch the extended scenes that were on it, so I got to see. Oh, what... when they add, when they re-released it, right? Yes. So I got to see what was left out, and uh, as you know, with most things, when it's cut out, it's cut out for a reason. Most of the stuff is just kind of like extra fluff. Like a lot of it's from like the uh, when uh, Rick Dalton is filming on the set. Like two of them are like commercials once for a red apple commercial which has oh, yeah. james marsden as uh burt reynolds in the commercial oh, cool. and that's like the extent of him playing burt reynolds as far as i can tell then there's like another like the uh old chattanooga beer which what uh cliff booth is drinking that's just a beer commercial for that uh then there's an extended sequence of the bounty law where he's talking to michael madsen that the character he's playing um they do a separate scene for Lancer with, uh, you get to see more of Luke Perry and Timothy Oliphant interacting with each other, their, oh. their characters on the show, and, and the little girl as well. <laughs> and then there's another scene, which is just uh, Rick talking to the director, Sam Waterman, and they're just kind of talking about, kind of setting up that scene that Rick does, um, with like the uh, the Shakespeare like villain, evil villain scene he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last scene was, I think this was the most interesting scene. So in the... Like, the first hour of the movie, um, Cliff Booth goes to fix uh, Rick's antenna, and we see um, Charles Manson show up at the house. Okay. It's actually an extended sequence of that, so we actually get to see more of Charles Manson interacting. Basically, we get to see Manson interacting with, I think, the tenant, or not the tenant, the, uh, maybe the landlord of someone who was, like, near, like, the, uh... Neighborhood or whatever. Neighborhood. Yeah. And we get to see him interacting with them and kind of see how, like, eccentric he is, which we, from, if you know him from, like, news and just, like, the history of it, you already know he's very eccentric, but the movie kind of portrays him that way as well, uh, especially near the end of that scene. Um, so it's kind of interesting. There's some cool stuff in there, but most of it's just kind of a little extra fluff. Oh, and they do the full sequence of the, uh, when he's on the Hullabaloo show and he's doing that whole song dance. It's just, oh, yeah, the, yeah. it's just that whole number he does. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is, it's fun to watch. That's cool. It was cool. That's, that's fun. Yeah. So that was that. I just want so to add. So how much, lo- how much does that add to the runtime? So that was uh, 25 minutes of extra oh, scenes. okay. So it was, but it would put it Wait, over three uh, hours. Is this like the extended cut or is this just the deleted scenes that you saw? Deleted scenes. I don't know if this would have been included in the extended cut. I have to. The extended I, cut was only five minutes longer. So it probably so. would have. Might have added just maybe the the Charles Manson scene because that was a pretty lengthy scene. It was like five minutes, um, but yeah, there was twenty five minutes okay. extra content. But the Blu-ray had some other features which I'll have to check out and see what's on there. So if there's any other extended stuff, but yeah, I just wanted to add that on there. The other thing, um, former President Barack Obama, as oh, yeah, every I year that. he announces his favorite uh, media pieces of the year: books, uh, music, movies, and TV. Uh, and I thought I'd bring up the movies and TV because he had a couple of stuff we've talked about on the podcast yeah. that we also enjoyed. I'm going to pull that up real quick. I, I have a comment to add to one of the things on his list. Uh, Obama movie list. There we go. Oh, Obama's phone number. 
Hello? Pretty good. <laughs> Here, I'll just pull the tweet. Yeah, pull up the tweet. I thought that was going to link into the tweet. You're wrong. Apparently. I got it. We're good. Got it? Okay. So a couple of there just, is, yeah. I'll just shout out the movies that uh, we saw So from that he put on here. So Booksmart, The Farewell, Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, uh, Little Women, Marriage Story, uh, Parasite. He has a lot of other movies, but most of them I only know a little bit about or haven't heard of. Uh, Just Mercy as well is on here. And um, he has a couple TV shows, only three TV shows. Fleabag Season 2, Unbelievable, and Watchmen is on his TV list. Dan, you have a comment? This, this man has impeccable taste, I will say that. Incredible taste. With. Incredible taste. And he put Fleabag Season 2 on it, which means he saw Fleabag Season 1. Yes. Which means he saw the scene where <laughs> Fleabag masturbates to him. So that's just really funny. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> Come, I'm sure. Come I'm check sh- this scene yeah, real quick. Jesus. I'm sure him and Michelle got a good chuckle out of that. She's uh, a. Yeah. She's pleasuring herself to me. Do you think that's why he got into it? Maybe. Yeah, I think someone so. sent him. Hey, I feel like someone Barack, told him. Yeah. Yo, Barack. This girl's masturbating to you. Did but, you guys see Ford v Ford Ferrari? No. No, I might okay. see New Year's Day finally. Was it okay. still playing? So I have to go see it eventually. Be maybe that's interested in seeing it. I, th- I thought you guys hadn't seen. It. Yeah, we'll see. New Year's Day? Yeah. Brett, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I feel like you would like it. Another movie recommendation towards me. Only me. No, both of you, but I feel like <laughs> like seeing that movie, I was like, they would both really would like, like it. it but <laughs> Only me. Only you, though. No, no, both of you. Fuck it's a good you movie. Dare. So it was kind of cool. I, I, I really liked seeing The Last Black Man in San Francisco on that's that good, list, as good. well as Watchmen. Um, Regina, Regina King, King tweeted about it. was like... So excited. She was She's like, like, my favorite president. Yeah. Like, it's great that he included, like, the show that I'm in in his list of favorites. So. That's really cool. That's really cool. With that, before we get into our favorite movies of the year and TV, let's do two reviews. We have two movie reviews for you guys. Uh, we have an Uncut Gems review, and we have a Little Women review. Uh, we all saw Uncut Gems, but Daniel is so far the only one who's seen The Little Women. Um, I'm seeing it later tonight with him. Pretty women. So why don't you go ahead and hit that? I guess avoid spoilers. Uh, I'm going to avoid spoilers, and we can elaborate on it more once you've seen it. Yeah. You but... mean avoid spoilers of a movie that's already been made? <laughs> it's true, and, and it's a book. And, and it's book? based on a book that came book. out like over 100 but years ago. I have ago. no knowledge Darn. of anything yeah. that happens. There you go. So you've never seen any incarnation. It's about little women. Okay. So. <laughs> How little are these women? Two they're, feet? They're tiny. Three feet? <laughs> Inches? Maybe, maybe four? Maybe five? <laughs> uh, it's not that little, though. Five feet? That's true. What's the average women height? Five. Like five. Yeah. Five, two. Five, like, like five, two. Yeah, yeah. five, two. Anyways. Daily review. <laughs> I mean, you guys knew that this movie was very anticipated for me. And let me tell you, it did not disappoint me at all. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed a lot of uh, aspects of it. It ticked off a lot of boxes for me in terms of what I like in film. Mm-hmm. So it had, to begin with, is it's it had for to begin with, Florence Pugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like just the movie as a whole, like ticked a lot of boxes, and uh, the main thing for me was that it had really strong performances from from pretty much the entire cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the standouts were um, Trisha Ronan and Florence Pugh, um, but everyone like fit does their part really well, like. Meryl Streep's really good. She's like a cranky old woman. Um, 
Laura Dern's very sweet in the movie, like very different from her role in Marriage Story. Uh, Timothy Chalamet's great as Laurie. Um, then you have Eliza Scanlon, who did... Uh, she's not like super well-known, but she was in the uh, Sharp Objects miniseries. And in Sharp Objects, she plays like a completely different character than she does here. Like here is mm -hmm. like the complete opposite. And she, she was... <laughs> She's not getting as much, like, buzz, mm -hmm. but she does, like, her um, performance is very understated. <laughs> Brad, just do it. <laughs> but um, just the movie as a whole, I really enjoy it. Like, it has great acting. Uh, the I saw the one from the 90s with Winona Ryder a long time ago, mm -hmm. and I remember I liked it. I don't remember much of it, but the way uh, Greta Gerwig adapted it uh, and the way she presented the movie was very different than the other ad adaptations. It's like the narrative's nonlinear. It's uh -huh. mostly told through flashbacks. Interesting. Um, and she like rearranged some stuff that like made the ending of the movie more satisfying in a way from what I've been reading from other people that have seen mm -hmm. other versions and have uh, read the book and everything. Um, and it's just, it's just really like she did a really good job adapting this movie like for this like time because the movie like even though it's set during the civil war like pre and post or during and post civil war spoiler i mean the civil the war doesn't play that big part in the movie so they mention it but um she made it the war. <laughs> she the made <laughs> it she made it like a timely adaptation and i feel like um, it's been very well received. I have been keeping an eye out on its IMDb score. Mm -hmm. And release day, it was at an 8. And right now it's at an 8.3. Oh. So it's been climbing steadily up, which means audiences are receiving it really, really well. And just the movie as a whole, like I said, like it has great uh, cinematography. Mm -hmm. It's really well edited too, considering how like the, narr the narrative is nonlinear. And then the score is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Alexander Desplat did the score, and he his scores. He did are, the Shape of Water score. Yeah, right? he did yeah, the Shape of Water score. score yeah, um, the the costumes, production design, mm -hmm. just direction. Like it's it's a really good movie, and I really really enjoyed it. As of right now, I've seen it three times. You've seen it three times. Yes. So, but Jesus, I guess Christ, I guess dude. tonight would be the like as recording that would be the third time. No fourth. That's the fourth? Yeah. <laughs> My God. Yeah. I really, really liked it. I really wow. enjoyed it. Um, I did say, like, when I... Because I tweeted about it after I saw it. And not everyone's into period pieces, and I understand that. This guy. <laughs> but I still think it's a movie... Like, it's worth watching just because it is mm -hmm. a very well-rounded movie in mm -hmm. terms of, like, filmmaking and everything. I'm curious so. to see how this does for me, because two things going into that... Uh, let's <laughs> say i didn't like ladybird i didn't i thought it was just okay so i'm hoping this one will be better for me also uh i typically don't go towards period pieces like i think the most recent one that i liked was the favorite because it's a lot different i actually really enjoyed it so i'm hoping this one maybe not necessarily has to be like the favorite but like can do something to that uh genre of movies i don't typically yeah. watch so yeah. that's my so i have like a low bar so i feel like it's gonna exceed it at least so yeah and uh, and i mean you might you might not enjoy it as much as I did, but I still think there's stuff to enjoy, even if you don't like okay. period pieces a lot. And I guess once you see it, we'll discuss it a little bit more. But mm. 
I highly recommend it. Um, I'm still reading the book, but I don't care. Like it's it, since the narrative's different, it's it doesn't really matter. Spoil, Daniel. <laughs> Uh, I knew some of the things that was going to happen in the movie anyway, so <gasps> that happened in the book. So. Like they all die. <laughs> <gasps> but yeah, I just I just really like it. And Garda Gerwig has become one of my like most kind of like, I, I really look forward to what she's going to do that next because okay. I, Lady Bird I liked a lot. I know like some, to some people it was just okay, but. Uh, like Derek. Like yeah, me, like yeah. Derek. But she she's a really good writer. She writes she writes really good. So, mm, really she's, well. She's she's really well, and she's written co-written and done other stuff. Like she co-wrote Frances Ha and um, right. Mistress America, and oh, um, so she's in Frances Ha too. And right? Mistress America, she's in both uh, of those, and she she co-wrote those with her partner Noah Baumbach. Mm. So okay, yeah. Well, there's Daniel's review. Yeah, Check it out if, you, if you're interested at all. Yeah, uh, I'll have maybe some notes on that next week's podcast. But having said that, let's all discuss a movie we all watched together. A movie that we were all looking forward to. Yes, so. uh, we saw Uncut Gems. We did. Uh, for those who don't know, it is starring Adam Sandler, who is a jeweler who is uh, frequently making poor decisions financially <laughs> to try to make himself better off financially. And boy, oh was this one gosh. hell of a movie? Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, Brett, why don't you share your thoughts first? Yes. Um. It was very tense. Yeah. Very. Very tense movie. Very, very. There were some decisions in there where, and I'm no budgeting expert, but. It just kind of like was Very questionable. It like, it left me like scratching my head like, why is he doing this? But I guess. It hurt me. Yeah. It gives you an edge. And like, as I said before, and I talked about Good Time, it's the same feeling I had watching that movie because it's just like this, like, you're just like. Sitting on the edge of your seat, you're like, you got butterflies, and you're like, you feel like you're like in this experience with it. It's like, oh my God, what the fuck are you doing? Um, Sandler, phenomenal. Fantastic. Fantastic. The best performance I've seen out of him. Oh, he's fucking great. He's amazing in this. He's, he's, he definitely, like, unlike anything he's ever done, ever. Fully into this so. character. He's kind of just like transformed. I don't even recognize him because he's, yeah. he's the, the way he's talking, like how the choices he makes, like, in like certain the interactions, way the way he's acting, um, and I was reading, I was listening, uh, I read too, I, reading I in some interviews gonna... that he's been contacted for this role ten years ago, and when because the Safdie brothers tried to make this movie before yeah. they made a good time, yeah, like they they tried to make it like in the early two thousands, yeah, and they wanted Sandler originally for yeah. this role, and his manager kept passing on it, he passed on, didn't like the script, but eventually it got to him. I I didn't finish the Conan interview he was talking about, so I don't know how he eventually decided to do it, uh, but he. Do you have that? Well, they wrote the part for Adam Sandler. But how did they, like? Much. How did he eventually read it? Though I didn't know that. I just know that at some point when they were gonna make the movie originally, gotcha. They had cast um, Harvey Dent. Fuck. Keitel. Keitel. Really? As, as as that character, but they they obviously they were gonna like tweak some stuff around since he's right. older. Right. But That's interesting. Yeah, but he um, ended up passing, and then it came back to Adam Sandler. I don't know if I could see someone else playing. No, I honestly, no. He's so f- brilliant in this. Yeah. That... Okay, Brothers. So yeah. let, let me read this real quick. Go ahead. Okay, it says, The first draft of the script was written in 2009. Mm-hmm. In 2012, the Safdie Brothers gave Adam Sandler the screenplay, which he declined. After that, they considered Harvey Keitel and Sasha Baron Cohen for the role of Howard before the Safdie Brothers decided the part needed a younger actor like first intended. When the movie got financed after the success of Good Time in 2017... The role went to Jonah Hill. 
I read that. Then yes. back to Adam Sandler in 2018. I feel so. like Jonah Hill would have kind of come off as like how his character was in War Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. War Dogs or uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. So, I mean, I could have saw that, but I think Sandler, I think for me, really. I just think he's. Just because it's kind of unexpected. It's unexpected, I think, was the big thing about it. Uh, it's really well written. Oh, uh, yeah. Great script. Uh, direction is really good. I was a huge fan of the score. I love 80s. Oh, yeah, the score. The synth. synth. The synth. So good. It did it for me. Um, that's I really enjoyed that score too. But he's really the standout. Kevin Garnett uh, is yeah. actually good at it too. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty he's, all right. I mean, for for basketball player, for basketball player, has never acted, acted before. before. I mean, he is playing himself, but like yeah. a, a more exaggerated, more exaggerated. Uh, he also has uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Adina Menzel, uh, and, and a newcomer called newcomer Julia Fox. Julia Fox, who's actually really good in this. She's movie. She's very good. Yeah. Yes, I we me and Brett were driving home. We were reading up about her. Yes, because we wanted to know like what where like where she's been before. So we learned before this was her first movie. She was a model, uh, and I don't remember the other thing she did. And a dominatrix at one point. Oh shit! That's what she was doing before this movie. Derek found that out. Yes, that's very interesting. Yeah, me, I found that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. I thought it was it was okay. an interesting background, uh, but she was really good. She was like she gave a good performance as well. Uh, and uh, who else? Someone else was. Uh, I thought there was someone else in it that was. Oh uh, yeah, the weekend. Oh, the weekend was in it. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, it was, he was kind of like in it a lot, He was like an extended cameo, yeah. really. But he yeah. was he was pretty funny in like was, the one was, part he's yeah. in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I honestly I didn't have a an issue with it. I was like adrenaline rush, edge of my seat. Um, the last like well like thirty minutes of the movie. Last thirty like, minutes super, of the movie, super tense, super tense. Because it's edge it's, of your seat. It's like Brett was saying. It's like you just keep watching, and it's, every decision you make, just like what the fuck are you doing? And it's like, like come on. It's gut wrenching. It's gut wrenching. So, for this was one of one of my favorite movies of the year. I think we'll find out if it is we'll shortly. Uh, but I definitely would recommend. I would recommend the movie. It's great. I, I also would recommend. <laughs> I do want to mention something real quick mm-hmm. um, that Derek tweeted about earlier, is that the audience score, oh, yeah. the audience score for this movie is currently the uh, the tomato Rotten Tomatoes audience yes. score is currently at a fifty four yes percent, which is the same, same audience score as, as Cats, and I was <laughs> that's baffled, baffled. Yeah. that's baffling. Not only has the yeah. same score there on the cinema score, they both have C pluses, both Uncut Gems and Cats. So audiences are having the same reaction to this movie as they are to Cats. And I did mention that to you also before we started recording. I feel yeah. like it's mostly because the ending's a little polarizing, I feel like. Yeah. Because they, the, I don't know if we're going to give spoilers, but I, let's keep it spoiler free. We'll keep it spoiler free. Uh, but the directors make a decision Yeah. that takes the story in a kind of sort of unexpected yeah. place. If Yeah. I mean, kind of. And I feel like that's not sitting well with a lot of audience. Yeah, audiences. So it's you know it's like a good time as well. It, it, I I don't know if that got the the uh, acclaim as this one did, but I think it has like a similar kind of like like story and ending as well. Not like I wouldn't say exact, but it definitely has like that kind of same like maybe reaction for audiences as well. So for me, it was something I kind of I was already expecting and didn't really take away from the shock that I had. Yeah, throughout the movie. So I really was like. Just like I kind of like along for the ride. I kind of sort of was expecting it yeah. in a way. Yeah. Not how it happened, but that right. something to that extent yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. Brett, any other? It is. It does have an eight point one on IMDb though, yes. so at Very least people are rating IMDb. it yes. high. 
on the on, on there? Uh, no. Other than the, <laughs> it was just intense. Uh, I mean, you were really excited for this movie, so I was. Yes, he was. Did because it, I did love it, Adam Sandler. Did it meet uh, or surpass your expectations? What would you say? I had really high hopes for this one. So, so, so it met my okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. I think any other final thoughts on the movie? Just go watch it. Yeah, definitely. Just, th- 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 this we... is unlike anything Adam Sandler has ever done, and no. I hope he at least gets an Oscar nomination. He deserves it because nomination. he wholly deserves it. He absolutely honestly. deserves it. This is because who knows when he's going to do another movie like this? So this might be his only chance of yeah being <laughs> nominated. And I feel like honestly, like I feel like he should even win. Whoa. I would I would second just that. because Hot I don't take. think I don't think he's ever gonna get the chance to again. No, hottest of so, I, uh, I wouldn't mind if he wins. I would agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So there's that. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to hit. What are our favorite movies of the year? What are and our individual <laughs> and, uh, and honorable mentions in TV? Honorable mentions. Um, so we each crafted our own 10 favorite movies. We have a couple honorable mentions that couldn't make our list that we're going to also bring up. So we'll probably hit those first. And then after our movies, we'll talk about TV. So why don't we hit honorable mentions just in like maybe a more like open setting, and then we'll each individually go through our top 10. Oh, okay. So, Daniel, what are, what are some movies that didn't make your list? Okay. So these are, honorable mentions are movies that I really enjoyed, that I really appreciated, but I couldn't crack into my top ten just because my top ten is movies I connected with more. Yeah. So my honorable mentions are, and this was a, the first one's going to shock you guys, but this was a hard one just because another one I connected with a little more. Okay. Is The Irishman. Wow. Yeah. Shocking. Wow. All right. I, no. You know, yeah. I really. All that talk. I really yeah. enjoyed that sure. movie. Yes, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's in my honorable mentions. All right. I really enjoyed it, and it was great. It was in my top ten originally, but then I went through the list of, like, this year's releases. And then he watched Little Women and three then, times. <laughs> and then I realized I enjoyed another one. Right. More, so. Little Women. Okay. Okay. And then I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Whoa. That's an Which, honorable mention? That's an honorable, honorable mention? mention? Yeah. Curious to see what the list then. Sorry. And then I have How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World. Okay. Shazam. All right. Doctor Sleep. Okay. Midsummer. Uh huh. Waves. Okay. Uncut Gems. John Wick Three. This is gonna be a terrible list. (laughs) (laughs) Your honorable mentions are better than this list already. And the Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay. Okay. All right. So I have some honorable mentions. This was all. I had a very hard time making this list as I got close to the the deadline, and I kept changing in and out. Um. Movies, I had a lot of movies I enjoyed. Like, if I made a list of everything I liked this year, and I had over 40 movies I liked, so I'm just gonna hit a couple like we're close to making the top 10 real quick. Um, Endgame was one that almost made it, but uh, it just didn't quite get in there. Ah, yeah, that's me too. Be- uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, Book Smart, Dolomite is my name, uh, Fighting with My Family, John Wick 3, uh, uh, Ready or Not, Rocket Man. Oh, that's a good one. Rocket Man, Shazam, uh, Far From Home. I will give an honorable mention. Far From Home would have made it purely for that Mysterio sequence alone, but I just couldn't get it in there. And the the, uh, two more, the Farewell, and Us, were my honorable mentions as well. So, Brett, do you have any mentions you want to? Honorable mentions. I only have one. Which one? And that's because I literally just took it out of my. What List. Is it? It's Endgame. Endgame? Yeah. It's 
Endgame, really I wanted hot. in there, but like there were so many other movies that I, I think I enjoyed more. Not to say Endgame is bad for any reason. It, we, I think it was just it's a great end to the 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 I guess to that MCU story. But as I was making my list, there were so many other movies I wanted to make sure I put in my favorite movies I wanted to talk about more. That I think we've Endgame, we already can say so much about it, and we've yeah. already probably talked so much about it. So that movie gave me goosebumps. It yeah. did. Absolutely. That movie was very very highly enjoyable and really well made and a very satisfying conclusion to yeah. 10 years worth of movies yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah I, I really liked it but I always find it hard to include um, superhero know, superhero movies that was my thing because yeah. I I think Spider-Man you know, Spider-Verse made it last year so I had like okay, it has to be something I was trying to that's why yeah. I was like what superhero movie was at this caliber for me and yeah. nothing quite hit it like Far From Home was pretty close and I'd say Shazam was pretty good too but Nothing that like really because that was my favorite movie last year, so nothing quite hit like that. And that's a good there. a good you know like point of comparison because yeah. that movie was excellent. Yes. So. so now, let's do our top ten movies. I don't know who wants to start. Who wants to do theirs first? Uh, Daniel, you go first. Daniel, you go make first. A, make a last minute edit now. <laughs> Take your time. Don't feel like get the rush of movies. Okay. So these are I'm gonna go. I wrote them kind of in a specific order, but mostly. The top five are like my top five, and then mm. the rest. Can so we save the. Uh, I guess go from your the lowest. I guess yeah. and then move up. Okay, so in last I have the farewell. Okay. And then us, mm. Toy Story four, mm-hmm. Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Pain and Glory. Mm-hmm. And then I have Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. Book Smart, mm-hmm. Knives Out, mm-hmm. Marriage Story, and in number one, it's a tie. It's a tie. We're, it's a tie we're allowing ties? Are we allowing ties? Shit? No, we're not allowing <laughs> ties. There's no ties in life. I'm guessing it's... You, I know it's Parasite. What did you say? Little Women? Because I don't think you're Little Women. Little Women. So Parasite and Little Women are tied for number one because I like them a lot. I will say that Parasite is the better movie overall. Okay, cool. That's number one. <laughs> but I enjoy, I enjoy Little Women as much as I enjoyed Parasite. And I like them for different reasons. So let me. So for me, it's a tie. It's a technical tie. So let me so. just remember here. You had so five was. Do you go to your top five again? Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Book Smart. Book Smart. Knives Out. Knives Out. Marriage Story. Marriage Story. And then the tie. And then the tie. Okay. All right. It, so it, my top ten is actually a top eleven. <laughs> it is technically yes. And it then is. you want to add anything about any of those movies that maybe you didn't have to talk about before that maybe you want to add in now since I don't know if. I think we all, I think all those movies we talked about on the podcast. I know we did have the first yeah. four months of the year we didn't get to talk about some movies. So um, if you just want to hit, I anything. mean, these are just movies that like really resonated with me that yeah. I like, like was really engaged in and like, Booksmart. I, I was a really pleasant surprise for me. Like mm-hmm. that that movie kind of came out of nowhere and I just thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, and it was uh, midway through the year was my favorite. Yeah. But as we got closer to like award season, I knew it was gonna shift. But it still made it to my top five just because I really, really mm-hmm. enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Uh, Jojo Rabbit was higher up mm-hmm. when I first saw it, mm-hmm. but then Marriage Story and Knives Out kind of knocked it down. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. Uh, the Irishman was in my top ten, like I said, but then when I went through the list of this year's releases, I realized that I enjoyed Ford versus Ferrari. A lot. So Ford vs. Ferrari. Did you like have a competition between each movie? <laughs> no. Oh. Ford vs. Ferrari <laughs> made it to my to my list because I enjoyed that movie a lot. But yeah, that's that's my list. Cool in the gang. Yeah. All right. 
I'll say I'll go next. I'll save you for last, BB. Wow. So <laughs> pressure. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so I did rank them, but this is I've been changing them a lot. So I, I would say the first two are for sure, like my number one and my number two movies, since I mentioned them. I think already. So, but I think the rest of the list may surprise, maybe surprise people. I don't know. Uh, so my. I'll start from the bottom that this current list. Uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, oh, of I course, had to make yeah. my list. Absolutely. Um, Joker, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, The Irishman, Ad Astra, Uncut Gems, Knives Out, Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my number one movie of the year. There was no movie that I connected with so much that I loved every aspect of it, the the setting of it, the characters, just the writing. And it was so different than what Tarantino's previously done that I think I liked it more for that reason. I, I've seen it five times this year so far. Four from in theaters. In theaters. Yeah. And then, was it, Jojo Rabbit, we talked about, loved it. It was kind of like Jojo a... Jojo Rabbit was so good. was so good, uh, which was great. It was almost like, it was like a perfect movie. It was fantastic. Uh, and then I had uh, Knives Out, Uncut Gems, uh, Ad Astra was one of those movies that I felt that was very underrated because it came out and it kind of like kind of got swept under the rug a little bit because they didn't do well in the box. Obviously, I don't think a lot of people saw it in theaters. I ended up seeing it twice uh, when it came out, and it kind of like sat with me. Like I think it's a very underrated movie. I think Brad Pitt's performance is also like not talked about too much because I think he's better in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I think it's he different. got just kind of overshadowed. I by think his it did. own performance by his own performance because <laughs> yeah. I think Ad Astra, it's a very subtle, very like powerful, very understated, very yeah. understated too. Um, and, and there's a, some great cinematography in there too. Oh yeah, the cinematography is fantastic. Um, and what I was saying before I cut off too is that um, were you saying <laughs> that well, one thing that I took into consideration when I was doing this list is. Which which of these movies like resonated with me the most? Which ones stuck with me? Like, like and how I felt watching them for the first time. Like, and like that's why the farewell mm-hmm. made it into my list was because like I remember I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. It made me laugh a lot. It um, it just kind of like stuck with me, and it was one of those like movies that was a really pleasant surprise. And yeah. And then that, with, with that thought in mind, that had a, how I felt with uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco because I saw that, we, me and Brett saw that back in June. I had not seen it since, but it sat with me for that long and it was something that I really enjoyed. It was like, I had almost no issue with it. It was like a really great story, great cast uh, with like some like kind of unknowns in the leads who did like a fantastic performance. Um, and I think it was very, one of those movies that definitely kind of also kind of got forgotten in like the slew of movies that came out too. I think a lot of the top 10, I've seen it on a couple, but not as many as I would hope it would be on. Mm. Cause that personally for me was one of my favorites too. And that's and on it, Amazon prime. So I should check it out. Absolutely. Yeah. If you, if no, oh. if you haven't watched that yet, yeah. you should watch that because it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's great. And then was it Joker Irishman only Scorsese could do a three and a half hour movie and still make it feel like, doesn't feel long yeah. so i just remember watching that still and just like it just it moves so good it's just like it's really well done um credit to the editor because that movie like for the pacing it has and for how long it is like it's, just, it's really well edited so. yes and with that um i really enjoyed joker so i know that I had a lot of controversies behind it but I, that joaquin phoenix performance is still yeah. fantastic i think honestly though after uncut gems i think adam sandler was the better performance for me I still think they're both phenomenal, but I think 
I would be fine with either winning, but I kind of hope that Adam Sandler does win in the end. And then De- Detective Pikachu is purely just like my like I couldn't leave guilty it out because I loved it so much. Yeah, it's my guilty pleasure. But it was production design was great. The score was really good. The Pokemon were just really brought to life in a great way, and they yeah. looked authentic. Oh my god, that, that was unique. my favorite part of the movie. Um, but that's my top ten. That's my ten movies. So Brett, oh boy, why don't you hit us with yours? <clears throat> my top ten, starting at number ten. Was the farewell? <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I very much enjoyed that movie and the Asian culture that it brought to the cinemas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number nine was uh, Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. I didn't have high hopes for it, um, as you probably both know. Yeah, I yeah. am not a huge DC fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't be a huge DC fan anymore. Uh, but this movie was good enough to make it into my top ten. <laughs> um, at number eight, it's the movie that I always think about. It's Us. Mm-hmm. Us, yeah. yeah. Um, obvious reasons. I still don't know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out what it's about someday. So for now, it'll remain there at number eight. Um, number seven, these are kind of toss-ups. You could just flip-flop, flip-flop them. them. Uh, it's Dr. Sleep. Oh, yeah, really uh, yeah I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, I actually have a secret about when I watched Dr. Sleep. Um, Is it my secret too? Daniel. Derek and I had watched Dr. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> so your second time was with me. My second time was with you, Daniel. I had already saw it. I don't know if you had suspected it. I didn't actually. We sold it well. All. So you guys did a good job. Yeah. Kind of like when Brett surprised me by going to Oh, yeah. Did we, talk, did we talk about that? No, we didn't. So, knives out. They did like a like a like an advance like paid screening, mm-hmm. and but Derek and I really wanted to see it. So yeah, I got tickets for us. We asked Brett if he wanted to go, and Brett was like very indifferent about it. He was like, "No, you guys go. Like I'll just watch it when it comes out, like the normal day." Blah blah blah. So I bought the tickets. I told uh, Derek like. These are the tickets I got and everything. And then Brett went behind my back and asked him, hey, where are you guys sitting? Or, like, which show are you going to? You guys were the only two tickets. So yeah. add to that, it was just like, Brett was just like, what if what if I just went, but then I didn't tell Daniel? And I'm like, you should absolutely do that. And, I'll, and I'm like, I'll keep it, I'll keep it to myself. It's true. So that happened, and I didn't know that Brett was there until literally I sat down in the theater and he threw... What was it? Pop, a piece of paper. I think it was a napkin. Yeah, he threw a napkin at me because he was sitting right behind us. It was great because so he I, threw something. The thing is that we were late. I just didn't plan that. Yeah, I didn't plan to be we late. We were late, and I thought we were gonna miss the beginning of it because those screenings <laughs> tend to not have previews. Yeah. So I ran to the theater and I was like in a rush, and I sat down immediately. Thankfully, the movie hadn't started, and then I was sitting there, and then all of a sudden, Brett is walking toward not Brett. Derek is walking towards the seat. And I, I'm surprised because yeah. you rushed in, so you didn't see Brett. Because I saw Brett clearly when I walked yeah. in. We just did a little head nod to each other. Just, it was just because I, did, because I was in a rush. And then Brett, is, as, as Derek's sitting down, I just feel this napkin fall <laughs> on me. And then <laughs> and then I'm like, what was that? And then Derek's like, you might you might want to look behind. You're like, because you're, you're like, is someone, is someone I know behind us? Like, I don't know, Daniel. Why don't you stand, stand up and look? So I stand up and it's Brett sitting there. <laughs> Brett and his girlfriend, Ivana. So. And I think at first you thought I yeah. just saw him when we went in there, but I don't think you knew that I had known 
this we planned it ever since you told like yeah. uh, when you when you bought the tickets. That's so, how far back it went. So like a month or two, whenever month, we bought them. Yeah, like a literally. Month the only people that had bought tickets to that were showing yeah. were just the four. Because I remember us. you bought the tickets. You're like, "Hey, are these YouTube?" Right here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and I also because when you bought tickets for Doctor Sleep, uh, Derek was gonna was gonna go. He would, that was his intention. That was my intention to go, but they were like almost sold out, so we would have to sit separately, which and we then, did. Which yeah. we did. And then I was gonna go if I because I had a rehearsal dinner that night. All right. So if right. I would have finished earlier, I might have gone. Mm-hmm. But then, ah. I mean, it was what like a week before. It was a week before. It was a week yeah. before. So I was just like, you know what? I'll just wait the week. And when I saw you after you saw the movie, I was like, did Derek go? And he was like, no. So hell yeah! I think you texted so me that too. That yeah. you asked. I was like, dude, this nerd yeah. asked me if you. <laughs> so oh, man. well, thank you for watching that movie. No problem. Me. I was. But I mean, I mean you I, really liked. I liked it, it so, a lot too. Yeah. That was also kind of close to making the top ten too. I really enjoyed that movie too. So, all right, Continue. proceed, Brett. And Sorry. back to my little, little list. tangents right there. Uh, at number five, again, you could switch. Swap. Wait, Wait, did you go? Oh, to, no, you I missed number six. You missed number six. Whoops. Again, flip-flopping between five and seven, I couldn't really pin it. Uh, I put number six, Parasite. Okay. Um, I, like, thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great movie. That, really that's good. a movie that I feel like most audiences enjoyed. And you know what? Like it, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it because to the extent you did. But I understand, like, that everyone has different tastes. So, like, yeah. Yeah. You, you connected more with your other... It's definitely nice. a movie that yeah. I'm probably going to only watch once okay. and call it, but it's really good yeah. just because I already know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, and but there's a lot of details. You should see it at least once more. I ah. ended up seeing it again because I took my sister to yeah. see because she actually like expressed interest in checking it out, and she actually she enjoyed it as well. And yeah, I definitely picked up on some like little subtle things they like teased yeah. throughout the movie. There's, a, like lot, a, little, there's like, a lot of symbolism, uh, for sure. uh, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing as well. Yeah. So. yeah. When I mean, you talked about it in the beginning. This movie's out, so I mean, we could talk about. We it. We could talk about. It. Oh yeah, this, so, but this basically, like out. when they're folding up the pizza boxes. Yeah, and they're like saying, "Oh, like one out of four is like fucked up." Yeah, because that was like already early forties. Like, because the the plot of the movie is like they're essentially like a, almost conning this family into getting jobs, jobs for each member within this like very well like well off family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're pretending they don't know each other, so they don't have to. You know, they just you know they all act as if they. Oh, I you know what I know this person who actually would be good as your tutor or as yeah. your driver. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning of the movie, it's you don't know which one of the four is the fuck up. You know, one of them was fucking up the boxes, but as the movie goes. It's revealed that's the father because he kind of starts kind of unraveling at the seams a little bit as, and it's you know due to like, uh, just kind of how the family interacts with him yeah. and just like the way they and talk about a certain type of people, which is like how they are. So it kind yeah. of gets and to him. The father was like the most like kind of like content, yeah, the most mediocre one of the family. Like yeah. everyone else wanted to kind of like, you know, do better, yeah. yeah. But he was content with. What he, what with what had. he had yeah. and like towards the end of the movie he's like the, the best plan is to have no plan yeah so so yeah that that was a, a nice bit of foreshadowing but yeah sorry go ahead Brent. uh and number five uh i put a beautiful day in the neighborhood fantastic that's a good um, movie yeah for obvious reasons mm-hmm. i grew up watching him so there you that's, go that's also probably in my honorable mentions i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't uh write it but yeah. number four irishman Oh, yeah. Number three, Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. And top two. We know these. Same two as me, Just, maybe? boom, nailed right in there. Right when I saw them, just yeah. nailed. That was... One and two 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, number one. Number two, Jojo Rabbit. Same, same. Same, as, same as Derek. Yeah. I think, yeah, we cemented early on the podcast a couple while ago that these were two were to be our number one and number two. Uh, nothing came close to, for me at least, to taking these two spots. I think Parasite got up there. Um, and I think maybe Uncut Gems, uh, I almost put it higher, but these two were for sure the spots. I am surprised that Last Black Man didn't make it into your list at the top 10. Yes, I also forgot that that movie actually came out <laughs> in 2019. Um, would, would it be just would, an honorable would it be mention, honorable mention or? or do you think something else would take its spot? You know, looking at my list, uh-huh. I could probably take out uh, Dr. Sleep and Enter. Uh, last black man, uh-huh. but for right now, I'm gonna leave it as an honorable mention. So I want to before we move on to TV, what movies did all three of us have on our list? Parasite, Parasite, Parasite Jojo Rabbit, Jojo Rabbit. You had Jojo Rabbit. He also Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. Was number five. Oh. Uh, uh, uncut. No, no, you didn't. Uncut Jumbo's not an honorable mention. mention. You didn't have Once Upon a Time. I think that all three of us. All three Joker? of us had. He didn't have Joker. Mm-hmm. We had Joker. That's it. That's only it had, then. So Parasite and uh, Jojo Rabbit and were the Jojo only two movies that made all three of our list. But movies that had. At least two was Once Upon a Time Hollywood for us. Uh, we had us. You guys had us. Um, the farewell. You guys both had the Fred, farewell. Uh, uh, we, me and Brad, both had Joker. We had Knives Out. We had Knives Out. Me and Brad had uh, The Irishman. Me and Brad have Uncut Gems. Yeah, I me and Brad have Once Upon a Time. Yeah. And then what were movies here. that only the individual individual person had on their list? So Dana, what was a movie that only you had on your list? Little Women, Marriage Story, Book Smart, Pain and Glory, Ford vs Ferrari. And Toy Story. Sounds about right. Brett, what were movies that you only had on your list? Uh, I think it was uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Doctor Sleep, and that's it. And then for me, it was uh, Detective Pikachu, Last Black Man in San Francisco, and Ad Astra were the only ones on my list. So I was just kind of curious to see how much our la- uh, list overlapped. Overlapped. And actually not as much. I mean, not all three of us at least. We all had very little that all three of us had on our list, but at least between two of us, some of us agreed on certain yeah. movies. So um, I guess... goes to show you that everyone, you know, likes... I guess that there are two definitive movies that in action can recommend all three across: Parasite, Jojo Rabbit. Obviously, those made all of three of our and lists. And I, I did like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. a lot, but <laughs> I have an issue with Quentin Tarantino, just because I feel like his movies are very kind of the same for me. Oh. I would disagree with you, but that's a whole different discussion in general. I think this is the most my hot take different of his films. Yes, yeah, my hot take is that I do find his movies to be slightly overrated. Oof. So, so you're saying Kill Bills are overrated? I love those movies, but I will not not those. Oh, oh, but all there's his a, movies, there's an asterisk next. All to his movies, but those Tarantino. two. Yeah. <laughs> not. <laughs> I don't know. Like I and. I think you need to sit down and think about it. No, I, I, I thought about it. I, I, I used to love him, and then I really like I started like analyzing his movies, and they're all kind of like, I don't know. I started realizing that Oof. they're very similar. I disagree. So with at least this movie comparing to the other ones, I think this is the most different in terms. Of, I mean, it is. Yeah. Uh, but once again, obviously with this, we had different disagreements. Yeah. I, th- you know. Uh, some movies that Daniel had, I think I had Marriage Story. I didn't even have it as an honorable mention. I thought Adam Driver was fantastic, but the movie as a whole was good, but not quite as good as maybe some other movies I saw this year. Um, and I'm trying to remember if there's anything else that... I think there was something else that I... I really want... I, Booksmart almost made my list, too, because I, I probably is one of the funnier, funniest movies of the year, oh, I'd yeah. say. Um, 
also made it in. Uh, it was probably within the top 15. Long shots is... Long shot was really good. You, I know. You, really you said you finally lost. You know what? I, I, this, none of us have talked about it in a while, but I don't think you brought it up on the podcast, but you watched The Lighthouse, Daniel. And I don't think you uh, talked oh, about Daniel. it on here. Oh, Daniel! I did not talk about The Lighthouse. But Daniel... Because it was very mixed for me. Shocker. It was a mixed bar, bag. He didn't care for oh. it. I didn't care for it. Oh. Were you surprised that... Did you think you would at least like it more I than thought, us? I thought so, but I think I had this a similar reaction to you guys where I just like was mostly confused and baffled throughout the movie and I would have and like as much as I enjoy symbolism in movies I feel like it was too much I think this one was probably out of yeah. all the movies I've seen with symbolism this one I think had a lot yeah and especially the jump at the end and it was just kind of like I mean it had like technically it was really good like it had really good cinematography really good uh, like sound mixing and yeah. sound editing uh, and great performances from the two of them, but just yeah, it just nah, like it was kind of like mixed for me. And that's so. where it comes down to like yeah. uh, between a bad movie and a movie didn't care for. This is a movie we didn't care for because technically speaking, it's a very well made movie. Yeah, just it didn't hit with us. Exactly, also, it didn't it resonate. With didn't us, resonate with so. us. Um, but I do appreciate what it was as a movie, like as a film, in the technical aspects and in the like performance. Yeah. But the best part was uh, when Willem Dafoe cut, came all over Robert Pattinson. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you are if you like The Witch, you can check it out. But man, that movie is uh, that's a fucking trip. It's all the, fucking Both trip. those movies are a fucking trip. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I want to talk about TV, but I don't know if I'll have time. I could probably... Fuck it. Fuck well, it. Let's just do let's a, just a little longer episode. All right. So, whatever. I, wanna, the year. I don't know you guys know. I'm sure you, we all think of our favorite movies, but I want you guys to take a quick second to think about some of your least favorite movies of the year. Oh. I mean, movies that, maybe not necessarily was, least, but movies that were like... That's why I said, I didn't say bad, I said least, least favorite. favorite, yes. Okay, so movies that I didn't Very specifically enjoy. in my... Uh, off the top of my head. Off the top of your head. Men in Black, International. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree uh, with that. Dumbo. Yeah, I agree. Never watched it. Uh, don't need to. <laughs> don't need to, yeah. yeah. Probably... Aladdin. Just to, <laughs> Aladdin was whatever for me. Like, it wasn't, like, good or bad. It was just kind of middle of the road. Lion King. Uh, probably Last Christmas, just because it was just okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I wouldn't see that again. Uh-huh. I don't know. Those are the three that come to mind. So, for me, uh, I agree with most of your list, but I'll name a couple others for that personally. For me, The Lion King, as you said, that was definitely you, up there. You hated The Lion King. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dark Phoenix. Oof. Dark Which I did Phoenix. not see, so that's why it's not Oof. in my list. I actually did. Let me look and see. Uh, Cats, uh, which we talked about last oh, week. Oh, yeah, Cats probably makes it in mine, too. Um, What was... um? You know what? I th- I would say I think this movie might be the most disappointing movie for me, which was Glass. Glass was so... Di- it's not like it's a... It's kind of bad. But it was so disappointing because it's like... It was so hyped and like it was one of like the... I think the top movies for the year like people were like, anticipating and it just kind of like... I honestly thought it like kind of... Was underwhelming how like, yeah. like how much I did enjoy it. Velvet Buzzsaw was another one that I uh, it was kind of middling for you. Kind of middling for me. Like I like things about it, but like ultimately it wasn't as good as Nightcrawler. Um, it's pretty. And then Rambo, I I don't want to put on there because I kind of like liked riff. I loved the episode when we were just riffing on Rambo. To be honest, <sighs> um, most of that movie is pretty not great, but at least the ending is pretty fun. At least with some of the action it does. But yeah. uh, Brett, anything? particular to you that we didn't mention 
uh, as I'm scrolling through these, yeah, I know you shot off. I know Aladdin. You did not like Aladdin that much. Did not care for Aladdin. Oh, yesterday. Oh, oh yeah, you did not care for that. I did yeah. not care. Yeah, you weren't the only one on that one. I think yeah. a lot of people were. I didn't see that. So I didn't see it either. I but I, I didn't see it because I saw you and uh, our friend Alex reviews on it, and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna. Yeah, yeah there's that. that. There's uh, yesterday. There's um. Ah oh, man. Yeah, uh, that's all I can think of that I've watched. Yeah. That I've been disappointed in. Yeah. Uh, actually, Six Underground. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit better, but you know. So it seems like Michael Bay. I think we each from the Disney live action, we each had a different one that a we disliked the yeah. most. <laughs> You were Dumbo, you were Aladdin, I was Lion King that we couldn't specifically picked out. And then pretty much we agreed on most of the other movies that I don't think... I'd also say Lighthouse. I don't want to say Lighthouse because I like things about it, but it yeah, was, I wouldn't I like say it's a bad... It I, yeah, it was very, it was very mixed reaction. That wasn't for me. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that was so. That was that was it. Serenity. Serenity, Serenity yeah. was a. I was gonna say that was so. I'm surprised you didn't mention Serenity, Brent, I, Derek. I I was going through movies I saw this year. I completely forgot that movie came out this year too because it was so early. Oh, have you guys seen the Two Popes yet? I have not. I'm not. Oh, I did. How'd you like it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. I already told you guys that. Uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins. No, he was great. Um, Jonathan, about, uh, Price. Jonathan, Jonathan Price. Price. Yeah, I cannot speak a lick of Spanish, and it mm. shows. And then you choose a younger voice to come and speak his Spanish, and it's like interesting, weird. It's but yeah, weird. that's my review. All right, Woo-hoo. and before uh, we move on to TV, to TV, I did want to mention something that um, kind of excites me a lot for the next decade to come. Yeah, and it's that there has been a lot of like Avatar. a lot of young actors that have done a lot of great work in the last few years that i'm really excited Mm -hmm. to see how where their career is going to take them because there's a lot of uh, great performances by young actors and off off the top of my head i can think of a few like florence Pugh. she she had a great year she did and all three of her roles were very very different yes uh and i'm very excited to see what she does Black, I'm excited for Black Widow mostly because she's in it. I am excited because she's yeah. in it. I don't know about that accent. Sure, <laughs> um, Ronan has been doing great work since she was mm-hmm. very young. So I'm excited to see what else she does. Uh, Jacob Tremblay, who was a uh, breakout in Room a few years ago. Like, yeah, and the good boys. He's been doing really good good work yeah. steadily yeah. since since then. Like, good boys. He was hilarious as mm-hmm. in that. Small part in Doctor Sleep. Yeah, well. he had a small part. Yeah. Um, Timothy Chalamet from mm-hmm. another male actor that I think is very promising and that I'm really looking forward to it. So we have an exciting, um, you know, like generation of actors that are in their like early mid 20s that have very promising futures. Beanie Feldstein, I think, is really good, too. She has a really good, like bright future. And Caitlin Dever from Caitlin Dever. Yeah. From Booksmart. Booksmart. Yeah. Uh, and then if we're going to shout out, uh, I think the two leads in last black man, San Francisco were fantastic. I do hope that, uh, they can get a little bit more roles in the future. Uh, they were definitely standouts. Um, the mate, the uh, kid and Jojo Rabbit, the two kids. Oh yeah, Thomas and Mackenzie Thomas and, and McKenzie uh, Roman Griffin Davis. Were no, they're they're fantastic. Very good. Yeah. So was the uh, and yeah, uh, Archie Yates. Archie Yates, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though the little girl in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who um, in, is in Lancer, she was really good too. And oh, she's, she's great. She's great yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. So I'd say there's a lot of young like youth like, yeah. coming up too as well. 
which um, is a, it's a it's an exciting thing because it's it's very promising for the future of film that we have so so yeah. much good talent young talent so all right yeah let's I just uh, wanted to mention that real quick yeah let's touch on some television um so this one i we have our favorite tv shows i gave you guys the stipulation that you don't have to do 10 use as many as you wanted to list but i think you each have eight tv yeah. shows you wanted to talk nine. about nine i added another nine. one yeah. i have 10 i have two mentions i'm gonna i'm gonna go first this round i have two honorable mentions one's technically not a tv show it's a special that i wanted to hit on i don't think i've mentioned it at all on here because it dropped before we started netflix i think back in march um it's the unauthorized bash brothers experience which was the lonely island uh <laughs> it was basically a uh 30 minute music video it was a full album music video which is uh, about Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, which is played by Andy Samberg and Akiva Schaefer. Um, and it's just a bunch of music referencing the career and just like different aspects of it. Just It's really well, well written. It's very funny. If you're fans of Lonely Island, this is definitely something you should check out if you haven't already. Um, I'm a big fan of Lonely Island. I did get to see him earlier this year. And on. this one, uh, yeah. this is definitely something I very much enjoyed. And the other honorable mention is because I literally forgot about until we started talking about it right before the show was the chef show because i forgot that came out this year i just want to give it an honorable mention because i love that show so much uh john favreau and roy troy are fantastic as you should as i should yeah. now i'm gonna hit the top top 10 tv shows did you rank these in order or i ranked these okay. these ones i ranked so number 10 uh i think you should leave with tim robinson oh, uh, really which was the that. the sketch yeah. show on netflix which i thought was very funny uh very underrated show this year number nine is euphoria uh, number eight, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Wow. Uh, number seven, Stranger Things. Number six, The Mandalorian. Number five, Mindhunter. Number four, The Boys. Number three, be list, yeah. mm -hmm, Barry. Number two is Fleabag, and number one is Watchmen. Watchmen stayed number one. It was very close between that and Fleabag, but wow. Watchmen... I thought Barry was going to rank higher for you than Fleabag. I, I will say that I think yeah. Fleabag... Uh, those were ranked. I ranked them. Yeah. You didn't have to. I did it. Uh, I'm kind of ranking mine now. So. Um, but yeah, just um, oh, I'm not ranking mine. That's too much work. Yeah, uh, the boys definitely was one that I kind of wasn't expecting to watch, and I ended up loving it a lot. Uh, same with Dark Crystal. I actually really enjoyed it. I think I like mostly the production design behind it. That went all the work that went into it. Uh, and then I think you should leave with Tim Robinson's really funny sketch comedy. Very short episodes, like 15 minutes. There's only like five or six. So I once again recommend it. You should check it out. Um, and if I could put it on here, it, all I would I would have put it on here if I watched the second season, but I didn't, which is Succession. Um, I didn't want to put it on here because I actually didn't watch the new season, but I watched the first season. It was fantastic, but I couldn't put it on because I didn't actually watch the new season. So that is my huh. that is my TV. So whoever wants to go next between you two, me. All right, cool. Uh, these are in no particular order, so I'll right. start at number one. Go on. Uh, number one, Barry, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mine Hunter, of course. Of course. Uh, Sex Education. Oh, yeah, that was a really good show on Netflix. Really good things, yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Coming back next month, actually. Oh, that's right. Uh, the Mandalorian. Um, yeah, love that show. Uh, the Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, that was good. That was. I forgot about that. That was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, came out in February. Uh, the Boys, Chef Show, Stranger Things, and of course, Fleabag. <laughs> as much as we ribbed Daniel about it, uh, I you think, all really liked it. I yeah. think we both started watching it before you started watching it. Technically, I think we did. I think we did. Yes, because Jan recommended it to all three of us. And Daniel, I think you we were, were very watching busy. it at the same time. 
I think I finished but it. But you guys you. finished it before me. I finished yeah, yeah. we finished it before you because I remember we We kinda we... started watching it at the same time, but you finished it yes. before me. And one of us has taken it a little too far. What? <laughs> <laughs> has taken it a little too far? You've taken the obsession a little too far. Yeah. I have another obsession. Yeah. <laughs> at least you at least you know. I have another one I forgot about. I wanted to put on a list. It was a series of fortunate events, which finished earlier oh, this year, yeah. back in January. Uh really well done. Very good adaptation. Uh yeah, that was it. But good, that's all I missed. Can I see your list real quick? Because I feel like one of those was an honorable mention for me. Oh. Is it Fleabag? It might be 10, because yeah. you can get your full 10 then. No, I have 10 Fleabag? Now. Okay. So an honorable mention, and this is, is still is an honorable mention, mention because okay. I haven't finished it, and it's The Mandalorian, just because I feel like it has great production value, mm-hmm. and it's a fantastic show. Yeah. And it's probably going to jump up once I finish it, because yeah. I've heard the season finale is fantastic. fantastic. Yes. So... But, and these are kind of in order. I, I moved some stuff around. All right. So, in last place is a reality show, and it's a season, it's a spinoff Sleep of a night. show that I really like, and that I really enjoyed this spinoff, and it was RuPaul's Drag Race UK. I really, really enjoyed it. It was RuPaul related. <laughs> I really enjoyed this spinoff, and I thought the contestants did really good. And then a number, so I did end up adding another one as we were t- talking. And this was, this is a web series that I really enjoyed and I binged oh, in like right. a day. And it was Indoor Boys. And I, I guess I'll mention season three since season three just came out. But as a whole, I really like it. And then number eight, Glow season three, because I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, mm. One of the episodes in the season was is one of my like top TV episodes like of all time. Mm-hmm. You did you finish Glow season three? No, I no. can't watch it anymore. Why? I think you said Alison Brie bothers you. She's annoying. Fair yeah. enough. Okay, and then I have Brooklyn Nine Nine season six, which Brooklyn Nine Nine almost got canceled. Like, Again? No, like or just before last year. <laughs> last year it almost like Fox canceled it, but NBC ended up saving it. Yeah. And I feel like this is the first season they've done with NBC, and it was stronger. I feel like. Than the last mm. few seasons, at yeah. least I really enjoyed this season. I yeah. really, really liked it. And then number six, I have Stranger Things season three, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Recipe uh, Sam. <laughs> oh, I know. And then number five, I have Fosse Verdon, which was the miniseries. And you, mm. you guys, I, I talked about it in the show, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. Oh, shit. Number four is Barry because mm-hmm. Barry's fantastic, yes. and season two was just as good. Yeah. If not better than yep. than season one, I guess I and do then, top ten. Go ahead. Yeah, number three, and this is a show that I binged in the last few months, but that really resonated with me and that got like increasingly better for me as I watched, and it's Shit's Creek. I saw you were hoping for mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Uh, and I just really, really enjoyed that show. Number two, the, fir- the first two are not going to be surprising to you. Number two is Unbelievable, yeah. the miniseries, which I I mentioned it before. That's unbelievable, I, <laughs> I raved about that, that show, and it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great acting, mm-hmm. great story. And the number one to no one's surprise, no one surprise. is Fleabag. Boy. Which I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. And as of today, well, as of the end of the year, I've seen it three times. Okay, I thought it was, so, I thought it was gonna be more. I thought it was gonna be so, a bigger number. So yeah, that's that's it. Uh, good year for you know like comedies. I feel like it was a good year. Yeah, there was a lot of good comedies. Uh, honorable mentions, I would say also. Um, besides, 
Mandalorian was season four of The Good Place, which is it's it's a good show, but it hasn't been as strong as the previous seasons. But I still really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, this season's probably my least favorite season. Maybe mm-hmm. I did enjoy it a lot, Whoa. but it's it is an honorable mention for me. You know what uh, yeah. TV show I want to mention? Go on. The Imagineering TV show oh, on the Disney Plus. About it. it is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But but. There's not going to be a season two, so I don't know why they put it in a season format, but yeah, I like it. I will say that the, I think the, the newest season of Stranger Things is my favorite season Me of the too. show so far. I think so, too. I think it was yeah. fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, and each, what were the shows that we all had on our list? We all had Fleabag, Fleabag and Barry. Barry, uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. And I believe that's it. So right, um, you you guys had the Mind boys Hunter? and my we, we both had my hunter and, and boys in the, the Mandalorian. In the Mandalorian, yeah. Uh, you only one had Sex Education and Umbrella Academy. I'll, and I'll, technically, Chef Show because that was an honorable mention for me. Yeah, uh, and the Umbrella Academy. And the Umbrella Academy. Uh, I only had Euphoria. I think you should leave Dark yeah. Crystal. That was mine. That were and Watchmen. Watchmen, yeah, which I need to finish watching because I've heard nothing but great things. So Obama recommends it. Daniel. I know, <laughs> Brett. How have you not watched it all? Well, also you know you need to finish the Mandalorian. Yeah, you believe and then watch Mind Hunter, yeah. and then you know watch all the other million TV shows that we've mentioned. Yeah. But like I'm surprised you didn't put a End of the Fucking World. I know you really like that as well, and I liked it too. God damn it! There was a There's lot. A lot. Of, there was a lot of good TV lot. this year, I, as we mentioned. Yeah. But on the flip side, was there any TV that you didn't enjoy or maybe stopped watching um, this year? I mean, can we mention the elephant in the room about what the most disappointing I think we have thing, the one... The most disappointing show. Because it didn't hit of any year. of our lists, which is Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. We've already... season la, Final season of Game of Thrones was specifically, such a... Specifically... Disa- <laughs> yeah, that final season. Such a disappointment. and It was just... Ugh. Did any of you consider putting it as a, even an honorable mention? No. I thought about it just because how much the show... As a show overall, but just based on this last season, because I was just nah. it's purely graded on the 2019 what I yeah, saw exactly yes. from what I saw in 2019, and it was not good. <laughs> it's such it's such it's such an amazing thing because this show was fantastic for the first like six, six seven seasons, six, right? Yeah. Eight eight or nine did it get to how many? It got to eight. It got to eight. So eight. I thought season seven was all season right. Season seven was, was better. Definitely better than this. The current season yeah. we got. I feel uh, like season six was was the peak, and then it started declining after. Yeah. That. So. And we we dedicated a whole episode when we first started the podcast to the finale itself, yeah. and we've mentioned throughout just how disappointing, how disappointing this was for us. But um, I don't want to relive it. We don't have to relive it. You can relive it on our previous episode when we talked about it. But there were any other shows? Maybe any shows that you started to watch couldn't get through it, or maybe shows you didn't get to that you wanted to watch. <laughs> how about that? Shows that you wanted to watch this year but you didn't watch anything. The boys. The boys. Uh, Mine Hunter. Um, for me, uh, I say uh, Sex Education was one for me. Sex Education for me. Uh, too, yeah. The second season of Succession was another one. Uh, I'm trying to think what else came out. I Good Place season four. I need yeah. to get to as well. Uh, Watchmen. Oh. I need to finish Watchmen, and I want. I've been meaning to watch his Dark Materials, and I haven't. And I never finished Big Little Eyes season two. So. Oh yeah, I didn't finish yeah. that either. I don't know why. It just uh, it didn't catch. It, it didn't, didn't catch me as, like the first season. Because I remember like I binged that first yeah. season within me too. days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Brad, anything that that hit that for you? Anything you wanted to watch but didn't get to? Um, I guess. I mean, I really wanted to watch uh, Righteous Gemstones. Oh. Uh, and yeah, I watched yeah, the first it. episode, but I just haven't gotten back. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so Righteous Gemstones. That's probably about it. I will say that a show that I talked about before that didn't make it in my top was The Politician. Mm. Just because it was a mixed bag uh, for me. <laughs> but I feel like season two has the potential to be a lot better. They're making another one? Yeah. Fuck. Ryan Murphy has planned five seasons for it. So, oh my God. so I guess out of all so. of... I guess what... So let's... No Witcher. I actually started watching it and it's actually not that bad. I've only watched the first two episodes, but I liked it. I'll get back with a full review once I finish the rest of it. Uh, but I, I recommend checking it out. It's been pretty enjoyable. The action's really good, actually. The, some of the fight sequences, like the sword fighting, has been... Has That's been what I've heard, that the fights are really well choreographed. Yeah. So. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to check and see what shows that we can look forward to, maybe next year coming with the new season. Sex uh, Education, season two. Uh, Mandalorian will be coming back with a new season for sure next year. Uh, Barry, Barry's sure coming up. Hell should yeah. be next year. Uh, Fleabag is undetermined. Fleabag... Phoebe Orbridge has said that she's not going to make more. So that's it so. for Fleabag. Watchmen's yeah. also undetermined. Um, it doesn't. We don't know if we're going to get another season for it. Uh, the Boys is for sure next year as well. New season for that's already filmed. I think a teaser came out for it as well. I, I, think, I think they're trying to get too. it out sooner because I think they were filming it as the new season came out. Um, Stranger Things might be a little bit of ways. It might be not till twenty twenty one. I am looking forward to the second installment of the Haunting. That'll be next Which year. Which is as the well. haunting of Bly Manor mm-hmm. is going to be called. Yes. So that's I'm really looking forward to that one because that was a standout show for me last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really yeah. It was fantastic. That was yeah. a fantastic show. Yeah. And I'm very excited for the new season. Did you know there's a sh- movie with that same story yeah, coming out so, in January? So the haunting of Bly Manor is based on a novella called The Turning of the Screw, and mm-hmm. they're making an adaptation that comes out next month or well I guess as of release this at the at the end of January at the end of January and it's with uh, Mackenzie Davis and Finn Wolfhard, Finn Wolfhard and the little girl's name is Brooklyn Prince she was in the Florida project gotcha so okay. it's it's a modernized adaptation of that novella so but I feel like because the Hunting of Hill House was based on the book on, on a like a novella also I think or a, I don't know if it was a whole novel but um, they modernized it and like added sufficient twists to make mm-hmm. it different. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably what they're gonna do with Bly Manor. I think so. so. I'm still salty about how you made me take it out of my news once. <laughs> I remember. That. And then he didn't even mention it. He did. And then the next week he did, and I was like, "You bastard." So having said all that, um, I think that's is that about. You guys want to add anything else to the TV or movie discussion? Uh, I did mean to add, and I was thinking about this earlier um, because I figured we would touch on like disappointing movies or movies that didn't. And I do have to mention that Rise of Skywalker was a big disappointment for me. I so, think that would hit mine as well. Yeah, I think so, I think all of us would. That was very. Sick. I like. I normally I like would I watch them at least more than once and I have no desire to watch this Did you see again. that stuff that was coming about the screenwriting today with uh, Rose's character and Leia's character? Like how like J.J. Abrams and his other screenwriter were talking about why Rose had so little involvement it's in the too film. Late. Yeah, it's too well, late. They apparently they were going to give her more scenes with Leia uh, and they had scenes written but they were going to do like a lot of CG scenes and they said that it didn't look it wasn't going to look good so they cut, ended up cutting all those scenes out but for some reason didn't decide, hey, we should still put her in the movie, even though we, because we wrote her, wrote her into the movie initially. They ended up being like, oh, we'll just cut it completely. 
We'll just, we'll just ah, maybe she could have been force sensitive too. Yeah, might as well. Just yeah. write everything in. I, the more I read about stuff online, the more angry I get about the seriously, movie, I think. Seriously. Every day, every passing day, I read more stuff and I just get upset. I get, I just get more upset. Um, that was it. I just want to add that in. But I yeah. believe that's Maybe it. That's it. For a this little longer episode. Little longer episode. We, we discussed a lot of things. And hey, look at the time. You did so much work. Good job. Now, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, um, iTunes, uh, no longer on SoundCloud. We are no longer um, on SoundCloud. We do have a new way of uh, getting our stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So, it is under a new name on Spotify. Yes. And on Apple. Apple's still the same. Apple's still the same. Apple's still the same. We're good. But Spotify, we're a little bit different. Yes. So, I will be tweeting out the links to those new episodes. Is our back catalog still on Spotify? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and you can follow us there. Yes. Yeah. So currently, uh, as if you're listening now, the correct link is on Instagram. Brett will be tweeting out the correct link on Twitter, wherever you're following us on. As, including the ones Brett mentioned, uh, we are also available on such podcasting platforms as Stitcher, Radio Public, Podcast, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and the previously mentioned Anchor Spotify as well, and the iTunes. And we can't forget. Did we forget? Did we forget? Oh did you mention it? Did you mention God? it? I totally forgot. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio. Yes. And unfortunately, if you were one of the ones we were listening on SoundCloud, we are no longer on SoundCloud, but there's plenty of other platforms you can check us out on. Um, so feel free to jump on and make sure when you do, whatever platform you do listen to us on, you should rate us. And follow us. Follow us. Follow us. Yes, and yes, yes. And since you work so hard, here's where you can follow us. Daniel. We're on Twitter and Instagram at AnActionPod. So make sure you follow us, comment, you know, questions, concerns, anything, ideas, whatever you yeah. you're, you fancy. It's and true. Whatever yeah. you fancy. And if you want to follow us individually, I am on Twitter at DRockMountain and on Instagram at DRockyMountain. Uh, and I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at Brett J. Burke. And I'm on Twitter at Denko89 and on Instagram at DankoRomero89. And before we close, close out, two things look forward to next week. Next week's episode, we'll talk about our anticipated movies of 2020. And bonus episode next week, the episode we previously discussed, the top movies of the decade, each of our 25 movies that we thoroughly enjoyed from this past decade, we will talk about in a bonus episode that we'll release sometime next week, before the regular episode. So look out for that one. That'll we'll make sure to tweet it and put it on our Instagram when it does release. Of course. Closing thoughts before I forget. Oh. There is a movie from this year that is on limited release that I've heard nothing but great things that might, when all is said and done, make it to our top ten, maybe perhaps, and it's nineteen seventeen. That is true. Yeah. So uh, so tune, could... tune in for that because that goes wide on the tenth. Yeah. So we might have our review the week yeah. after that. It's gonna be a little bit of a doldrum of movies because yeah. this week's release is uh the grudge the which grudge. i might see i yeah, might not yeah. i might see it i, I might see it, it. so yeah. if if we may have a review if not we'll we have plenty to talk about with our anticipated movies at least so yeah. uh make sure to tune in next week thanks for listening bye thank you thank you and goodbye